This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we're taking a look back at how the basketball teams performed over the winter break. And we preview the Bates track and field season with captains Rob Flynn and Katie Hughes. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. Since our last Bobcast, the basketball teams played a combined 13 games over winter break. The women's team won three in a row to wrap up December, defeating Roanoke, Babson, and Husson. Meanwhile, after falling to Concordia, the men wrapped up the month with an 86-80 win over Alma, a 78-75 victory over defending national champion Babson, and a tough loss at the buzzer to Brandeis on New Year's Eve. After both teams fell to St. Joseph's on January 2nd and to Bowdoin to start NESCAC play last Friday, the men scored an 83-76 win over Colby on Saturday. Bates jumped out to a 30-7 lead before the Mules rallied to make the game a nail-biter down the stretch. Here's head coach John Furbush after the win. Well, coach, obviously a quick turnaround from Bowdoin to Colby. What was your main message to the team after the Bowdoin game to get them ready for the hot start they had against Colby? Well, I told them the, the beautiful thing about NESCAC play is that you, there's a game the next day and that you can't, you've got to have short-term memory. It's still a rival game. You've got to forget about it and just bring the intensity today, which they did. And they brought the intensity, but Colby finally picked it up after you guys' hot start. So when Colby briefly took the lead, what was going through your mind? Well, we knew they were going to make the run. It was like how how they made the run was a little disappointing. We didn't quite have the same aggressiveness on offense. We were a little flat on defense. So, I mean, that was part of the reason they made their run. But I thought we weathered the storm okay, and we, and we didn't get away from the process that we had in place. I thought the guys executed really well down the stretch. How about Nick Lynch, a double-double today, one of his best performances of his career, right? Yeah, I mean, and timely. I mean, really yeah. a, a huge game out of him. He read uh, his – he rolled to the basket very well and just found the gaps, and our guards did a good job finding the ball. And I think – his ability to shoot the ball and stretch the floor is going to be a, a difficult thing to guard for our opponents moving forward. Corrin's had a couple of games where he hasn't really taken that many shots. Today was a little more aggressive. Well, your message to him to be more aggressive? We said that last night and this morning is that, you know, you need to be a, a, a plus offensive player. We, we know that he has had some difficult defensive games, but his defense today was, was really, really good. He, he executed the scout to perfection, and once he gets going on offense, we're a, tough, we're a tough offense to stop, and I thought even though he didn't make many of his threes early, he made the big one that counted down the stretch. And Strickland too, right? Clutch. Strickland was clutch. He had a look in his eye in the pregame I hadn't seen in a while. Like He was really excited about his matchup with Matt Hanna, who's a great guard for Colby. He took a lot of pride in that assignment, and I thought he played great defense on him, and then obviously made some really big shots down the stretch. You're getting Sunday Lonnie's some playing time too. He looked pretty good out there. Yeah, he's he's um, he's a pleasant surprise. He stretches the floor on offense. We gotta we gotta find the weight room for him a little bit to, to guard down low. But I think he's a very smart player. Maybe where he lacks some physicality, he makes up for uh, from like his neck up. You know, he's a smart player. Well, he's a first year too, so there's lots of time to develop, right? Yeah, I mean, he definitely today he had a little bit of deer in headlights going on <laughs> in the game. But I think the only way to learn is through experience. So the fact that he got that today is going to help him for next weekend when we go to Middlebury Williams. Yeah, you got a tough weekend coming up, right? Yeah, this is uh, 
you know, I, I, I knew we had to minimally split this weekend just to make sure that we had some momentum going into next weekend, which was, which was good, uh, because our schedule gets, you know, I don't want to say dramatically harder, but definitely harder, to say the least. Yeah, five straight conference road games at least. I mean, but that's every other year, right? Yeah, so the, the, it's scheduled flipped this year, yeah. so we now have five home, five away. The last four years, we either had four home, six, or six home, four away. And now that we have five and five, I like it. The issue is that five in a row are on the road. So just to get one win before we go on the road for five games is going to be a, a really big thing for us moving forward. All right, Coach, thanks so much. Thanks, Eric. The men's basketball team's record is currently 8-6 and six and 1-1 one and one in NASCAC play. Junior big man Nick Lynch has hit his stride this season and is now averaging 9.1 points, 7.9 rebounds, and 1.5 blocks per game. He scored a career-high 20 points in Bates' win over Colby, and he is our male Bobcat of the Week. Career-high 20 points against Colby. What's really working for you out there on the court? Um, I really think the pick and roll is working as well as just the elbow shot, which I usually take, uh, was really falling to that day. So pick and roll, how much have you been working on that in practice? A lot probably? A uh, good amount. And when you have guards like Tom Coyne and Jeff, uh, both of them just get attention. And as soon as they can get the ball open, my guy helps step up. I'm just able to get the pick and roll right there. And it usually works out pretty well. I see you calling for that ball a lot, right? You're looking to attack on offense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the things I'm always telling is you got to look for the roll because it's always there. It's always up and end. Um, and they, they did, and it really worked out that game at least. We've talked about before how you're basically, you know, the only traditional big man, if you will, right? Brandon's 6'2", and Sonny is more of an outside shooter. And so how do you work with – you have so many guards to work with. How do you develop chemistry with all of them? Um, I definitely think – one of the things I do is try and uh, set good screens is very important as well and really trying to know what I'm doing I try and tend to do the similar actions to all of them so I'm rolling consistently and then if they drive to the basket maybe I step out and go for a pop here and there depending on the action so I try and really play among their option and maybe if it's a more shooter oriented person I'll roll more likely as opposed to pop and comparatively. Let's talk about the jump shots you're knocking down. You're knocking down a lot of them there from the elbow. That must be a shot you're working on a lot too, right? Oh, yeah, the elbow shot's uh, my game. It's been my game for probably the last eight years of my life. Okay. So um, elbow shot's something I really try and strive for, really um, take my op- if I'm open there. And I like to have a quick release and really get that shot off when I have any space. Interesting. So, yeah, we didn't see a lot of you last year because of the injury, obviously. So the outside jumpers is something that you're from, very familiar with. It sounds like in high school that was your specialty. Um, yeah, for the most <laughs> part, elbow jumpers, uh, even my freshman year a little bit, but mm-hmm. not as much. But this year I think um, I think just when guards get in there and then they take space and I'm just able to get up a quick shot that's somewhere around the elbow, it works out pretty well. Great. And then, you know, looking at last season, you know, battling through those injuries, we, we talked about this in the video, but not everyone's seen it. I mean, I know you credit the athletic training staff for really helping you get back. What was that process like? Um, it's definitely a long process. So I had two surgeries, one in um, November and then another in December. And um, just recovering from both of those was very long. And even starting off from crutches to going back to just running and then finally jumping and then finally you're playing in the fall and then really working hard not to basically overdo it before the season even starts and kind of playing this middle game where you're not going too hard but not not working enough so that your well personally my knee doesn't get better um it's really tough but it's definitely a long process and i'd encourage anyone else who's injured to keep at it sure absolutely and then um the team as a whole obviously that game against colby jump out to the big lead they rally back what was that like out there on the court to have them you know come back and you guys able to hold them off like that 
Oh, it was intense. I definitely think they went on a run. They started shooting well at one point, and uh, I think we kind of started to second-guess our offense, but we stuck with what's working and continued out through the whole game and were able to take them on. I know Coach Furbush likes to rotate guys in and out quite frequently. What's that like? I mean, you're not on the court for that long, and then you're off, but you're not off the court that long either. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he does a very good job of just figuring out who can, and he really emphasizes um, going your hardest at all times. If you need a sub, take a sub. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing, actually, if you have to get taken out of the game because you're working hard. And I really think he does a really good job rotating people in and figuring out when they need a sub to get the most use out of them throughout the whole game. Defensively, you're fourth in the NESCAC right now in block shots. Obviously, Malcolm Del Pesci just graduated was the all-time Bates College shot blocker uh, leader and everything. But uh, it seems like you've taken up that mantle a little bit. Has blocking shots always been part of what you do also? Um, yeah, it has. Actually, I think I've emphasized that more recently, just taking on the um, bigger fives. And you have to really step in. You have to make a statement saying that you're not going to get the shot off. And once you do that a couple times, they stop taking it at you, and you get a little more relief from there. And, and the offense tends a different way. So I really emphasize trying to get a couple block shots in there when it's important. When the guards drive at you... How do you balance sticking with your man versus trying to block the shot? I know yeah. it can be kind of an in-between thing there, right? Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> a tough balance. You yeah. really have to see, first of all, if there's a certain guard where you think, okay, they got it, you have to let them handle it. And sometimes they make a tough shot, but that's a well-deserved shot. And other times you have to say, okay, they are then a score, and you have to step in and either go for the block. And you really have to trust the backside help to have your help on both the rebound and just passing quickly. Um, that's something we emphasize in practice as well, help the helper. And I think it's it's going to a spot where you kind of need to know, okay, is there a drive? I always help if there is. And then after that, I'm really trusting my teammates to be there for my guy. Sure, absolutely. And then obviously a big weekend coming up. Uh, tough, some tough opponents, right? Middlebury and Williams on the road. you got five straight NESCAC road games. Uh, what's it like on the NESCAC in the road? It's got to be some tough environments, right? Oh, yeah, the NESCAC's uh, very intense. Middlebury specifically, they always get a large crowd, a large showing, and um, very intense gym, very intense games. NESCAC is really on another level of intensity of um, game speed, everything like that. Everyone really cares. There's on edge uh, the entire game. So NESCAC on the road is very important, and hopefully we can get a bunch of these out. Yeah, exciting for the opportunity, I imagine, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Middlebury one that they're ranked pretty highly. I know they just lost a game, so obviously you're probably be watching a lot of tape of that one, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we started watching a little bit to Wesleyan, but uh, yeah, it was a good game, and we'll, we'll, we'll continue to watch more throughout the week. Any idea of particular challenges you'll be facing personally against Middlebury? Um, yeah, Middlebury is a very interesting team. They're they're very different than most teams we play. They are more um, bigger, kind of not less guard oriented than typical teams we face. Um, generally, they have a couple strong big guys that I'll have to be on, so uh, they're very, very strong defenders and very strong offenders and step out a little bit as well. So it'll be definitely a very different dynamic. I think they play almost differently than most teams in the NESCAC. So it'll be interesting. Interesting. And then um, we talked about Brandon Galloway, your your backup kind of at the at the five, right at six foot two, and then also Sonny Piplani getting some minutes a first year. What do you? Uh, tell him about you know what it takes to succeed because he's a little bit different style player but he's still he's got the height just like you do yeah Sonny's definitely a very interesting person he kind of takes the role of um he doesn't really fit the five he wants to play more of a shooter oriented mm -hmm. guard type but um obviously with our lineup this year he's kind of stepping in to fill a really important role we need and I think what's really interesting about him is that defenders come in and typically uh, and typically don't directly guard the three-point shot just right away. And he has such a high release that 
they come in and he just has wide open threes and if he can hit those down consistently that'll be really important for our team. And then anything in particular you think you guys will be working on in practice this week that you learned from your experience playing against Bowden and Colby? Um, I really think I think again I mean defense is really something we need to strive for. I think our defense was very poor versus Bowden and even our defense kind of thrives our offense as well. We're very good in transition. We get a lot of our points in that way. So I think if we emphasize our defense and really help the helper, help side defense, I think it's really important in this game. All right, looking forward to the weekend. A couple of tough road contests for the Bobcats, but Nick Lynch, our male Bobcat of the Week, thanks so much. Thank you. The women's basketball team's record is 5-9, and nine, and they hope to get their first conference win of the young season this weekend. Senior Nina Davenport leads the NESCAC in scoring, and she poured in an average of 18.3 points per game over the break, making her our female Bobcat of the Week. You got some nice wins there, especially over Babson, but you didn't get much of a break at all because you had to play you know, during the dead of winter, kind of. What's that yeah. like? Yeah, I mean, we got a decent amount of time home. We got six days at home, okay. and then the rest of the time we were here, or we had that tournament down in Babson, like you said. Um, but it's actually a pretty relaxing time because we have practice or games during the day, and then usually we just have a lot of free time to either hang with the team or like go out to dinner and stuff. So it's actually a really relaxing time when we don't have games during the day. Right, you don't have uh, schoolwork either, right? Yeah, 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 that's really, really nice. <laughs> Does it create a good team bonding kind of? Yeah, it's more, I mean, we're usually pretty bonded yeah. already at this point in the season, so then we just really, with no schoolwork, no one has any commitments to anything else besides basketball and being here, so we really just get to relax and just hang out and do whatever you want as a team. That went over Babson at their gym. I mean, they're a pretty tough team. What was really clicking that game? Yeah, well, we... Remember, we were thinking of the game last t- last year when we played them, same time, at their gym, had a loss there, um, and then we were just really focused on playing as a team, as a unit. Um, Coach Montgomery has really been emphasizing our glue as a team, you know, the five people that are on the court, having this chemistry together, and we were just really feeling that, that game, so it worked out for us. Great. Now you're leading the NESCAC in scoring right now, and you're like top 20 in the country. I mean, what's, I mean, what's that like for you? I mean, I know people don't like to look at their personal stats too much, but that must be pretty something that you're pretty proud of, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really like to focus on that yeah. that much. Just it's, I mean, the point thing is kind of irrelevant because, like, as long as we're winning the games, it doesn't really matter, you know, who's putting up the points. Um, but it is kind of a nice thing just for the work and effort that I've been putting in this season. It's a nice little you know, thing to have under my name. Well, what kind of work and effort have you been putting in? What's kind of been your focus when you're at practice? Uh, when I'm at practice this year, my focus has definitely just been having a positive attitude, letting my teammates know that I'm there for them, that I'm supporting them, um, and just really taking on a leadership role. Um, and so it's been working out pretty well. Just my teammates are responding well to it. And we've been working together really well as a team so far. You've had some impact first years. I know Julia Middlebrook has stood out as a mm-hmm. point guard. What's it like having her on the court? She is awesome. I love playing with her. Her voice you can hear from anywhere on the court. Um, if you're down, you know she'll be the first one to run up to you, give you double high fives. If you make a play, you know she's right there in your face yelling at you. She's awesome to have on the court. We love having her. As a senior, it must be nice to know that a program's in pretty good hands in the future, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the freshman class we have this year, like, there's six of them. Um, you know, most of them are already playing. So just knowing that they're together as a unit and they're going to be playing for another three years after, you know, having a really solid unit is really nice to kind of leave. 
another player who's kind of emerged recently, I've noticed, is sophomore Mel Binkor. She's mm-hmm. been putting up some points. What do you see from her? Yeah, I mean, she's been good. She was really good last year, too. But this year, I think she's kind of taking on a leadership role on the scoring and defensive end. Um, I think she's found a lot more confidence with her drive um, and finishing. And then defensively, when we've been playing this zone, she's been kind of playing on the bottom line as, like, a big person because we don't really have one big person playing. So she's kind of had to step into that role of um, guarding, like, six-foot kids on the other team. Um, so she's really stepped up, and I think she's really found her stride and confidence. Great, and now looking forward, you, you finally get some NESCAC home games mm-hmm. this weekend. How, yeah. how excited are you for that with the students on campus? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, we're really excited. Um, just one, having a really home NESCAC season yeah. is great because there's some magic in alumni, which we yeah. usually like to find. Um, so we're really excited to start NESCAC off play at home. Yeah, I know alumni magic something that Ali Capola would reference a yeah. lot also. <laughs> what does it mean for you? Um, for me, it's just like... Playing in alumni is such a special place, and we practice every day, so we're yeah. used to it. So we're just like, you know, I don't really get why people feel so uncomfortable coming to alumni. Like, we're not really sure what that is. Um, but I don't know. We just always seem to, like, find our groove when we play at alumni. So we're really excited for this weekend. And one thing I like is that the fans are right on top of the game, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And I heard that uh, they're putting up some permanent bleachers when the season's over um, in the back. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that would be awesome. I know for the guys' games – they sit up there um but yeah we love having the fans up there absolutely and i mean it is such tight quarters i mean when you're inbounding the ball like there's really like a fan like like yeah they could literally like touch you if they wanted to (laughs) um yeah yeah no but when that place is packed it's a it's an awesome atmosphere and then um you mentioned you did get some time off were you still working on your game individually or did you just completely kind of like decompress those during those six days you actually got off during the break um i didn't really take any of that time off I was still at the gym getting shots up working out lifting just because six days is kind of a long time to not do anything and then you know coming we came back two days later we had a game against St. Joe's so um, I didn't really think it was time worthy to take off especially with NESCAC play a week later so yeah kept up with the work and for you personally it must be a little bit easier because you are you know somewhat local being from Freeport right yeah 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 Um, I mean the gym was kind of closed but gyms at home and then I had the high school open up their gyms just so I could get some shots up on any hoop I could find so yeah well I mean does Freeport High School I mean they must be pretty uh proud of you keeping up with your do you talk with any of your coaches from high school or your teammates uh yeah I talked to my coach from high school the assistant coach um some of the teammates were there um and they were just they were really congratulatory about the thousand points super excited um and they you know they had been to a few games so yeah they're really supportive the other thoughts on what it's going to take, you know, down the stretch for the team to get back in that NESCAC tournament because you, you've done it, you know, the past few years. Yeah, I think we really just have to focus on. It might sound like contradictory, but focus on not being too focused. I think sometimes we can get into games where we're like, oh, this is NESCAC play now. We got to be super focused, have to do everything right. Um, so we might kind of overthink some things. So I think when everyone on the court just plays loose and plays their game, you know, I think we should have huge success. All right, Nina Downport, our female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. The Bates Track and Field programs get their indoor season underway this Saturday with a home meet against MIT and Colby that gets started at noon at Merrill Gymnasium.
Senior captain and two-time All-American Adedire Fakaridi returns to star in the weight throw and shot put for Bates. Meanwhile, this week on the Bobcast, we talk with senior captain Rob Flynn, an All-American in the distance medley relay in 2015, about the men's team's outlook this season. First year as one of the captains for the team. How excited are you for that leadership role? What are some of your responsibilities now? Yeah, so um, it's myself and four other captains. Um, so it's a good group of guys uh, covering a lot of different bases, which is awesome because we have a huge team, um, you know, a lot bigger than other sports teams. So um, I know I can use the help, and it's great because, you know, I can look on other seniors and the captains, and we can all come together and be involved in other people's distances and um, events, and that's kind of tricky in track because unlike other sports where you're all in the same spot, you know, we're all in the same kind of arena, but, you know, we're all doing very different things. So um, it's very helpful to have those guys and really um, work together to be kind of different leaders and, and different role models um, for the people or for the athletes, and I'm really looking forward to that position. I know the DMR is one of your, you know, favorite events. Uh, the team's going to look a little different, though, this year, right? What are you looking at right now? I know it can change throughout the year. Yeah, so we have a couple really strong guys. Obviously, Jack Kiley was yeah. on the team last year, and he's um, a really talented runner, so we're looking forward to seeing him come through um, after cross-country. Um, and there are a lot of other guys, Mark Fusco, Mike Soma, um, who are, you know, really strong contributors. And, and the great part about that event is, you know, there are so many guys that, you know, might – come into a role and that's really cool um some sprinters like ryan corley um we have a first year elliot who's been doing really well so it'll be really awesome to see some of those guys um get some reps in and see how they do throughout the year because it's a long season um and you never know what can happen injuries wise so um but yeah that's a really exciting event for us and we're really looking forward to it absolutely and what other events are you planning on running so uh, my main focus is the 800 um kind of following in patrick griffin's right. footsteps um so uh that's going to be one of my main events for the year but you know kind of wherever the team needs me i'm really excited to um kind of step up and the state meets a big event for us um that's going to be at Bates this year so um wherever i'm needed i'm kind of a very flexible runner that's our, co our fresh coach fresh loves uh making middle distance runners really flexible so it's really fun looking forward to that and being able to do a bunch of different events a lot of home meets at least compared to the past few years yeah. right yeah definitely <laughs> yeah it's 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 really awesome too we've got a great fan base and professors come and um and Bates alums and that's really awesome uh so and it's nice to also just kind of compete you know where you are walk to the meet and um not be stuck on the bus and stuff like that and it also helps with your studies too you know getting work done and um being able to do work in the morning or after night at night after the meet and that's really helpful Great, and then I know Main State Meet coming up in quite a bit, but Bates is hosting, as you mentioned. I know the Blackout Relay is something that yeah. is done every year. Have you participated in that in the past? Yeah, so I, I actually, um, so Pat and I usually would switch up, and one would do the 4x4, the other would do the 4x8 of the Blackout Relay. Mm -hmm. um, but last year we both got to do it, and that's an event, um, for people who don't know what it is, is yeah. um, many, many years ago, uh, the meet was going on when there was a blizzard outside and they actually lost power and what happened was the lights went completely off and runners didn't really know what to do but they actually continued through the race which is pretty awesome so um, in honor of that we turn off um, as many lights as we can in the building um, and run a 4 by 800 meter relay um, so yeah I was a part of that last year I'm really looking forward to doing that again this year it's a it's a really cool event, um, and you always feel like running in the dark that you're going way faster than you actually are, but um, but it's a really fun event, and uh, really looking forward to having it here at Bates. Um, I'm sure it'll be pretty awesome. 
You touched on the fact that one of the first years is looking pretty impressive. What do you tell the first years when they come in about what it takes to succeed in the Bakes track program? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when they're coming here and first years are already, they've got a great, you know, attitude towards it, um, towards competing and um, kind of soaking in everything. There are tons of great first years on the track side, um, some sprinters who have been looking really, really good. And um, I think what's great about college athletics is you don't really need to be the best role model in the sense that you need to guide them every step of the way. You know, there are students um, who do really well in the classroom. They're already working hard. Um, so it's just, you know, giving them advice, you know, saying, okay, how can we get you even better than you already are? Um, so I think that's really awesome. And we have a great group of first years, a lot of first years. And it's, from what I can tell, um, they're already kind of becoming own, their own leaders amongst themselves, um, which is really great to see. And I'm really excited to see how, you know, some of the track guys who, you know, were not competing in cross country do this um, winter season. It should be really fun. Well, you're a senior now, right? Yeah. So, I mean, what are some of your goals maybe for your last year with Bates Track? <laughs> sure. Um, I don't really like to set too many goals just because um, – I don't want to limit myself. I think sometimes goals do that. Um, but at the same time, I think being an All-American is always a goal of mine. Um, since my first year, I got kind of lucky being on a DMR relay that, that got it. And um, trying to get back to that point is obviously a goal of mine. Um, but, you know, I think just being a good leader and, you know, really competing every week, um, being consistent, uh, and trying to do everything I can to help my other teammates, you know, get even better. Um, I think that's one of one of the things that other leaders have done for me is, you know, making me the best that I can be, um, and have, um, and I'm looking to have that kind of same effect on others. So, looking off the track as a senior, are you looking at you know jobs right yet or grad school or anything like that? Yeah, I think I've actually been pretty proactive about it. Um, so, uh, I'm currently interviewing at a couple places. Nothing official yet. I'm just trying to find you know what's best for me. So, yeah. What field are you looking at? So I'm an economics and politics double major, uh -huh. so I think I'm probably going to lean more towards economics areas, probably like data analytics or consulting or something like that, yeah. Was Pat in a similar field? Sort yeah, of? he yeah. was, yeah. He works, uh, he's actually a consultant right now, so um, yeah, we got along pretty well in the classroom and also <laughs> on the track, so yeah, going to miss him a lot, yeah. Seems like the track athletes really excel in the classroom. What, what's about that mentality that allows you to succeed on and off the, you know, athletic field? Yeah, you know, um... I, I'm not really sure. I think I think track's a unique sport in the sense that like you don't have practice where you do drills and other things like that that other sports do. Um, instead, you know, sometimes it's running 10 miles a day, or sometimes it's um, for the throwers, you know, getting in a ton of reps and really focusing on form and stuff like that. So I think that um, that determination, that ambition to keep going with something, even if it's repetitive, is is really helpful. And sometimes that's how school works. You know, you kind of keep doing homework and studying and putting in extra work. And um, I think that's why maybe one of the keys that helps students be really successful on and off the track. Great. So you touched on uh, back on the track now. <laughs> you touched on a couple of uh, runners who might be in the DMR with you this year. Mm -hmm. um, any other athletes that you're particularly excited to see? You know, obviously there's so many teammates, but anyone who stands out in your mind, you're excited to see it, what they can accomplish this season? Yeah. So um, I think kind of just out of my own excitement, um, Mike Soma is someone I've worked with really closely over the past three years and really excited to see how he's going to do. He's moving up in, a, in distance, um, so that's really exciting. Uh, first year, Miles in the sprints has been doing a really good job with that group. Um, Frank Fusco was hurt a lot of last year, and now he's coming back, so I'm really excited to see how he does in the sprints. Um, and, you know, a couple other people, Chris Leitz, who's actually making the transition from jumps to middle distance, which is pretty big. Um, I'm excited to see if he does. I actually ran against him in high school. Oh. So uh, it'll be fun to have kind of that competition again for, as we're both seniors. Um, so, yeah, just to name a few. But, yeah, there's a lot of potential on this team. Um, not so much a young team anymore, which is really good. And obviously I'd be um, – 
I'd be lying if I didn't say that D-Ray is obviously someone who we're sure. always really excited to yeah. see and watch throw. So, um, yeah. Great. Uh, last question for you. People come to the meet this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Home meet right off the bat. What can they expect to see? I think you're going to see a lot of great effort from guys who've been putting in the work over the weekend and through break. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of exciting stuff, uh, whether it's Bofis and high jump, D-Ray and the shot put, um, or just some really fast times. It's going to be a really fun atmosphere. Um, and MIT is one of the best programs in New England. Colby always has a strong team. Uh, so it's going to be a really fun environment. And uh, our track is definitely a really fun place to hang out on a Saturday. So you definitely should come by. There you go, right there at Merrill Gymnasium. Well, Rob Flynn, thanks so much for previewing the men's track and field season with us. Yeah, thank you so much. The women's track and field team returns All-American Sally Cisse in the triple jump and All-Americans Aiden Eikhoff and Sarah Rothman in the distance medley relay. To preview their season, we talked with one of the team's rising stars, junior captain Katie Hughes. Hughes is a standout in the weight throw and shot put. Katie, first of all, you studied abroad this fall, went to Denmark. What was that experience like? Um, It was really amazing. It was uh, a really nice kind of break from um, the routine that I had gotten into here. Maybe you could call it a rut here, um, but four months away and I'm back and just ready to ready to start school, ready to start the season, and I'm really excited to be back. Excellent. And you're a thrower for the team. Did you get to train at all in Denmark? Um, I didn't do any throwing in Denmark, but I um, got a gym membership, and I lifted regularly, more regularly than I had here. And, um, yeah, so I feel pretty prepared, even though I hadn't, haven't had an official practice. You told me off the air, obviously you haven't met any, a, mo- a lot of your teammates, first years at least, uh, and so, but you're one of the captains. How do you plan this week to get to know them a little bit? I plan on just asking people their names and apologizing for not knowing their names, but having them repeat them. And um, I hope by our, by our meet on Saturday, I will have pretty much most of them down so I can cheer everyone on. And But it will definitely be a learning, a learning curve for me. How did you first get involved in throwing was it back in high school before that even um so i started throwing the shot put when i was eight years old um for a community track club uh, a youth track club and um then just kind of really enjoyed it and then i added discus when i was 12 and have been throwing since then through all through middle school all through high school and then um knew early on that i wanted to throw for fresh and um then added weight and hammer when I when I came to college. Great, great. So yeah, you went to MCI, right? I did. So you're you're a Mainer, and yeah. so how did you first learn about the Bates program and tradition of, of great throwers? Um, well, being in Maine, only an hour away, um, I went to the yearly throwing clinic that that the Bates throwers host every April, and that was my first introduction to the Bates throwing program and the success that is the Bates throwing program um and like I said knew early on that I wanted to throw for fresh that was always um part of what I wanted to do and then um you know I've I was fortunate enough to get to see the greats like David Pluss and Sean Enos throw and um that was definitely really really a really cool opportunity yeah, it's funny because, I mean, obviously you're part of the women's track team, but Coach Fresh, the head coach of the men's track team, works with all the throwers, right, regardless of men or women. Yeah, Fresh works with the, all of the throwers and the pole vaulters and is the head coach. But um, 
I really couldn't ask for a better coach. He knows what he's doing. I know the alums like to keep in touch and everything. How much do you hear from them? We actually work with an alum. Um, Rich McNeil volunteers with the, with the program and comes to practice um, every once in a while. I wasn't here this fall, so I'm not sure how much he's been around, but I expect to see him this winter. You know, obviously at a track meet, you know, there's all sorts of events going on. The throws are kind of off in their own area, though, right? What's that dynamic like? Um, indoor is a little bit different because we tend to throw right in the middle of the track. Um, outdoor definitely is uh, it's different because we're usually off in, um, like, behind trees or just off in a separate place from the track. But in indoor, which I really look forward to, everyone kind of gets to see everyone. It's all right there. Obviously, for the women's track team as a whole, some key returners include, well, Sally Cisse in the triple jump, right? I mean, she's one of your co-captains this year. What do you see from her over the last couple of years? Um, I knew immediately as a freshman that Sally meant business and that Sally was good. Um, and I haven't seen her since I've been back, but um, I heard of through the fall from both Coach Fresh and Coach Jay that Sally's just at a whole other level, so I expect really great things from her this season. Great. When did you get back? It sounds like maybe a few days ago. <laughs> well, I got back to campus yesterday, actually. Okay. Um, I've been back in the States since the beginning of December, but this is my first time back on campus, and so I'm kind of, you know, trying to see everyone and get everything taken care of, make sure all my credits, credits transferred, and so, yeah. When you first came to Bates from MCI, what was maybe the biggest adjustment you had to make? The biggest learning curve going from high school to college for me was, um, you know, having to start over with making friends. Like growing up in a small town in central Maine, I grew up with everyone. Like, the people I went to high school with, I grew up with. So I knew everyone from the time I was, like, five. Um, and coming here and knowing nobody, uh, the, the biggest change, the biggest adjustment I had to make was... Um, meeting friends and meeting people and kind of getting started, getting uh, starting over with, with that. This upcoming season, what are you most looking forward to? I know you had a lot of success in your throw so far, but I know there's obviously always room to keep growing, right? Yeah, um, I'm really I'm really looking forward to um, making some gains in both the shot put and the weight throw this season. Um, I'm on a, a stricter lifting schedule, and I hope with that I'm going to see big improvements. How much of it is a technique? versus how much of it is, like, pure strength? Oh, well, it's definitely a lot of both. Like, you can throw a good throw just being strong, but it's never going to get any better unless you have the technique down, too. Is technique pretty a strong point for you? Uh, um, yes and no. There are definitely part uh, some bad habits that I've brought with me from my years of training in the shot put um, that I'm still trying to, to break. Um and as far as weight throw goes, I think starting fresh with that, never having ever thrown it before, I think my technique is probably a little cleaner in that than it is in the shot put. But um, I'm really working hard to make those adjustments that I need to in the shot put. So, yeah, when you, I guess when you first stepped on campus, Coach Fresh was probably like, we need to make these adjustments, and you're like, oh, well, it's going to be a process. <laughs> it definitely has been a process, and there's one specific thing that I do every single throw and that I've been working on for two years, um, and that really I like have to get down this year. But um, other than that, like it's just it's just been great, really. It's the highlight of of my college experience. What is that one specific? Uh, um, <laughs> so my my left arm. Um, when I throw the shot, but my left arm is supposed to. I don't know how to explain this. It's supposed to. I'm supposed to throw my left arm out straight, um, and I don't. I kind of have a dinosaur arm, a chicken arm. It just like 
Yeah, it's really hard to describe without showing. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and that's just something that where you have to kind of think through it as you're going, but not too much thinking, though, right? Yeah, it's kind of just a lot of repetition. A lot of repetition and hopefully changing that to muscle memory. Great, great. Who are some other teammates who you've grown close with these last few years you're looking forward to seeing compete this year? Um, well, my roommate, Sarah Schulte, I'm really looking forward to seeing her hurdle. Um, she is actually currently also working through a tweak in her uh, form, um, but hopefully she'll get through that and just and pick up right where she left off. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing Catherine Cook run. Um, she had an amazing cross-country season, and I kept up with that online while I was in Denmark, but um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing her run. It is such a big team, yeah. right? What's that dynamic like to have so many athletes on one team? Because it's probably the biggest team possibly on all of campus. Um, we actually, as far as I know right now, have a really great team dynamic. That's all I've heard is that things are just going so well, and I'm so much looking forward to, to being a part of it. And um, you know, we have in the in the past couple of years, we've had a great team dynamic, but I've heard that right now we're just better than ever. Well, any other thoughts on your career so far? Maybe any specific goals you have this season? The end goal is always to throw at nationals, always. Right. Um, and I think that that could be a real possibility for me in the future. Um, so I think that with the lifting and the continued working on the technique and, um, you know, just getting all that work with, with Coach Fresh and with all the other throwers, like, that's always the end goal. So. Great. Well, Katie Hughes, thanks so much for joining us to preview the women's track and field season. Thanks so much. Thank you. It's a big weekend for Bates Athletics right here in Lewiston. The women's and men's squash teams have huge home matches with Middlebury, Williams, and George Washington this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, respectively. Meanwhile, the women's basketball team hosts Middlebury on Friday and Williams on Saturday. Then on Sunday, the swimming teams host Middlebury at Tarbell Pool. Nordic skiing is at the Colby Carnival, and the men's basketball team hits the road to Middlebury and Williams this weekend. We will recap it all next time on the Bates Bobcast.